regretted leaving his men in the valley. The short investigation turned into an expedition, and it was taking too long for he and Nolan to return. Eventually, the brigade would go back to the fort. They would station a small guard at the base camp to keep an eye on the dragon. But for now, Rovash had to keep his mind on the task at hand. The gross odor of the place did not make that task very easy. He and Nolan moved in shadows around the edges of the massive rock formations that littered the chamber floor. This would soon be an active hive of their ilk, Nolan finally spoke, knowing exactly what that looked like. She had seen this kind of thing before. Rovash steadied her as she launched herself over his shoulder to the ledge in front of them. Nolan sent down a rope for him to climb. We should see the fortress gates beyond this final wall, Roe said with confidence. That was your belief the last five times, or was it six that we climbed these barriers? Nolan smirked at him. What manner of place is this to live anyway? Nolan scowled. It is so divided by natural rock formations and useless winding paths. I believe the great goblin kings built their homes and walkways over all this. They were hanging villages much like Eldalorn. Rovash cringed, having named his mother's home in such a place. Nolan turned around and seriously looked into his eyes. Rovash stood uncomfortably silent. He had broken the long-standing taboo of naming their home in enemy territory. Down here, where we walk, is where they dumped all their filth. Roe continued talking, not knowing what else to do. Ugh, Nolan sighed. It cannot be worse than marching around in ancient goblin feces. We say and do many things these days, Rovash, that breach tradition. Nolan addressed his concerns. She looked around at the loose dirt beneath their feet and realized for the first time what it was. It still bothers me, Rose said sadly. I thought I had sense enough to hold my tongue. Yes, and you thought you had sense enough never to take a mate as well. And look where you are now, my love. Nolan chided him. We cannot all be so perfect. Rose couldn't help but smile at her no-nonsense wisdom. As they mounted the fifth crest, they were confronted by an open area. It was dominated by a large throne on one side and the face of an altar on the other. A clear path led to the left. That road will lead us to the fortress gate, Roe surmised. Nolan shot an exasperated look at Roe. What? he shrugged. Six robed men caught their attention as they marched up on the stage in formation. They seemed to be wizards, or maybe just ordinary humans dressed in ornate red robes. They were preparing for a ritual of some kind. 
The front of the stage was surrounded by a sunken standing area that was kept darkened. Nolan could make out elevated seating that spread into even darker corners. This is a common space, a meeting place, Nolan whispered. As fires were lit, the scent of pungent incense wafted up where Nolan and Rovash were crouched. It burned the eyes and nostrils, even from this distance. They watched in curiosity as the men chanted and walked a circle. They bowed towards specific corners of the chamber. So this is what men perform as religion? It looks like magics to me, Ro mumbled quietly. Fiona says these leaders are called priests. They're not magic, though they may seem so, Nolan told him. They had never seen anything like this in all their long memory. Suddenly, the clanking of metal drew their attention. Curiosity soon turned to horror as the men in chains were led to the altar and beaten. They were made to bow down and suffer all manner of beast-like behaviors. And even after such brutality, they one by one bleeding and bruised, crawled to the altar on their hands and knees and begged for their tongues to be cut out. Ah, lords, Nolan cried out when the first knife came down. Her screams were muffled by Rovash's body as he tightly pulled her into himself. He watched in shock as hot iron was driven into the tongueless mouth to cauterize the bleeding. They are filthy and vile, Nolan gagged on her words. Hush, Nolan, hush. Ro whispered to quiet her anguish. There will be trouble if they find us here. Ro's skin prickled up the back of his neck again. This has to be the cult we suspected, Nolan gasped for air. Rovage pulled her body down behind some rocks where they could be hidden. In the dark shadow, they lay clinging to one another for comfort as they waited for the ritual to be over. They did not need to watch with their eyes to know what the humans were doing to themselves. Welcome back, or just welcome to Season 3, Tales of Eldalorn. I'm Carly Bond, and I'm reading for you Chapter 33, Ruination. After what seemed like hours, the room finally lay dark and empty. These humans have lost all their nobility. Nolan finally spoke after gathering her senses. If they ever had any, Roe added. The thick smell of metallic blood and burned flesh stuck in their nostrils. I want to end them all from their misery right now, she growled. Roe felt the same fierce resolve creeping over his heart. He grabbed Nolan's shoulders and stared into her eyes. 
He had to be the commander now and get them both on task and out of here alive. We cannot let this mar us. This is a mission of gathering information, Rose said firmly. What their High King does with this is not our business. Nolan struggled against her emotions, but she was not going to let the weight of this place destroy them either. It has been a long time since I walked in the womb of such evil, she whimpered, knowing there was not to be done about it. We must take some time to collect ourselves. Ro gently nodded, releasing her from his strong grip. There will be more of the same as we move deeper into this place. Of this, I am sure, he added, offering her a bit of whey bread and drink. Nolan wasn't hungry, but she took it, knowing they needed all their strength to get through this. The couple sat in silence behind the sheltering rock for some time. A thousand unspoken words passed between them. Rovash was proud of Nolan's control. He thought about Fiona with her volatile nature. She would have probably gotten his brother killed by now. He was glad in this moment that he and Nolan were here in their stead. With renewed resolve, the pair moved quickly to reach the massive fortress. Hiding always in shadows, they searched for the safest path. The massive wall jutted forward like a defiant chin as it dominated the whole span of the cavern's end. It was obviously built to separate the goblin minions from the human cultists. It was a palace for priests, their followers, and their leader. The scale of the barrier seemed impossible to breach. There is always a drain passage, Nolan said with certainty. They searched for a way to gain entrance to the fortress in vain for many hours. Making their way north, they came to a gaping maw of stone rubble. The wall broke right at the point where man-made construction met with natural cavern. This may be our only hope to get in, Rovash thought to himself. He didn't like the look of the stone that had collapsed upon itself. Nolan had already squeezed into a narrow crack. I think I'm going to need a light. She brought the starlight finial out of her belt pack and held it out expectantly towards Roe. He hesitated in his displeasure of what she was about to do. But their options were few, so he reached forward and begrudgingly the light came on. She quickly disappeared past the wreckage. The rampart is too thick and you're not going to make it through there, Nolan said as she threw down a rope for him to climb. Level by level, they slowly made their way to the top. Nolan was correct about the ramparts being thick. That's why the builders didn't bother when it collapsed on the outside. The north end of the fortress wall was desolate, so they found a shelter behind some fallen rock and made camp for the evening. Or at least they thought it might be evening. They were pretty tired from climbing. Maybe it is the starlight that makes you feel it is nighttime, Rovash. Nolan held it forward for him to turn off. Rovash's kind eyes were the last thing Nolan saw as he snuffed out the light with just a touch. She carefully put it away in her belt pack. Covered only in a blanket of darkness, 
The couple did not care if it was day or night. They only knew they needed rest and the warmth of each other. The straining grind of metal echoed across the cavern as the fortress gate opened. The red-robed priests paraded forward to induct more followers into their brutal cult at the bloody altar. Trying to ignore all that, Nolan and Rovash buckled on their gear in the darkness of the rampart. Without a word, they silently repelled down the inside wall. They edged their way past guards and men in robes that were walking in small groups. Rovash scowled at the sight of the guards. They were wearing gold plate and mail. Their pike staffs were even engraved with gold. The scarish armor is useless and ridiculous in this dismal place, Roe thought to himself. He did not want to test his theory, though. These cult priests seem to know nothing about real warfare, he said to Nolan as they shimmied behind a pile of supplies. Nolan ducked into the nearest darkened room and found herself in a bunk room full of snoring men. Here... She grabbed a robe off the hook and threw it at Roe. It seemed to fit well enough in an overstuffed, tight-sleeved kind of way. EJ was right, Rovash thought. I'm too large to blend in with such a puny costume. He started to perspire as he looked at Nolan, who was also too short in a loose, long-armed robe. We are sad indeed, Nolan quietly smirked, hoping that Rose biceps wouldn't burst through the seams and give them away. A line of worshippers marched past the door. Hoping to remain invisible, they stepped forward and followed along. The men of the cult led them down a long, empty corridor to a barren courtyard. The walls of stone here opened to the sky. Finally, some fresh air, Roe thought, wondering how these humans could stand the nauseating stench that filled these caverns. As they neared the center, he could see a stone circle that was an open well in the middle of the space. The procession marched around the well three times. Rovash gauged what it would take to leap over the top of the rock walls, but he calculated it would be way too far, even if he boosted Nolan. He decided this was not an exit. He glanced down the well and saw it was dark inside, its stank of rotting flesh and blood. The robed men, not noticing them or maybe not caring if there were strangers among them, stopped and waited. It was as if they were expecting something to happen. Roe and Nolan backed away into the shadows. They needed to find an escape. They removed their disguises, letting their leather armor camouflage them under the rocky overhang behind a large dead tree. The worshippers suddenly dropped their robes to the ground in unison, revealing naked bodies. Only a few seconds passed before a dark cloud appeared swooping down from above or from out of the well. Rovash and Nolan could not say. The dark mist filled the air around the men like a thick swarm of bees. 
Smiling humans raised their arms, moaning in ecstasy, as a thicker stream caressed them. It was as if the smoky tendrils searched for something. Long dark fingers formed into a grasping fist. It picked a man up, suspending his body above the well. The sound of a scream was cut short as popping bone was crushed in its grip. Blood poured forth out of lifeless eye sockets and broken limbs as the human body was utterly destroyed. The monster discarded the lifeless man down the well before moving on to the next one. None ran from their appointed meeting with this creature, even as the blood of another showered over them. The last body spoke through a puppet-like face as it hung clutched in the long black tendrils. It was pointing its dying eyes, searching. Old blood, I smell you. The evil thing hissed through its human throat. Nolan's skin crawled at the sound of it. What manner of monster is this? She spat. Her eyes grew wide in terror. Roe readied to fight. His eyes blazed with concentration as he calculated all the scenarios and all their chances. Come now. Come out. The creature hissed again. Roe decided in his mind they could not both make the distance back to the archway and escape. You will not escape, the creature uttered, a rattling, gurgling sound as human flesh died from the stress of hosting its dark parasite. Rovash's mind numbed as he began to realize how they walked into this unwittingly, and it was a trap. It was always a trap. Nolan, you will run. He instructed her firmly under his breath. Rose's arm reached back behind himself and found her there. He lovingly squeezed her shoulder. I want you to run fast, leave this place, and get help to destroy it. You have witnessed this creature. You must find a way to warn the others. His voice cried softly. Nolan pressed her face into the back of his hand. What are you saying? She knew he would die if she left him here. No! She squeezed his large fingers tightly in both her hands and didn't want to let go. No! She knew he meant to be a diversion for her to escape. No, we fight together. Nolan's heart was breaking. Not this time, my love. The dark magic will succeed in killing us both. You are small enough to disappear. Someone has to warn the others. Tell my brother I love him. Do not fight me on this, please, he begged her, wishing she had already gone to safety. Rovash wanted to kiss Nolan goodbye, but he would give away their position if he took his eyes off the enemy. Instead, he felt warm tears on his hand as she kissed him one last time. With a final squeeze of his hand to her forehead, Nolan steeled herself 
Rose's heart was in agony, knowing what he had to do. He could only pray that his Nolan had a chance to escape as he left her behind. Rovash stepped out of the shadows. The tendrils instantly came for him. He grunted in surprise at how fast and strong the thing was as it took him. The monster lifted him up, holding him helplessly in the air like a child's new toy. Rovash expected to be dead by now, but the thing did not crush him. Instead, he found himself flung around in a disorienting dance as it peeled off his weapons and armor. Rovash growled in protest, trying to stay focused. The black swarm was stronger than him and as elusive as smoke. The big man struggled with all his might to find a way to defeat this strange, intangible enemy. This is the body I desire. The monstrosity jeered as it dropped the used corpse carelessly down the open well and focused on its new captive. Humans are weak, this Edo, and human of Darjela is mine. Rovash saw Nalan out of the corner of his eye. She had not yet moved from their hiding place. Run! was the last garbled word he managed to choke out before all that he knew was plummeted into darkness. The thick black swarm rammed furiously down his throat. His body shuddered violently, falling stiffly to his knees. Rovash's eyes rolled back in his head as his mind seized in the assault of the fallen one. The monster disappeared into him wearing his body like a suit of armor. Nolan did not know it yet, but she had just witnessed the return of the Fallen One. Realizing too late her mistake, she sprinted for the opening, but was jerked off her feet from behind. The edges of her sight darkened with stars as her forehead hit the stone floor. Nolan fought not to pass out, thinking she would somehow escape this. It is good, flesh and bone. A familiar voice growled somewhere above her. Pressing down with its full weight, his hands took her weapons away, throwing them aside. Claw-like fingers pulled at her leather armor, ripping it down to bare skin. Blood streamed across Nolan's forehead, blinding her vision. As fingernails dug into her flesh, pinning her down in excruciating pain, she screamed for it to stop but the monster tore at her. The creature growled through clenched teeth with Rovash's distorted voice. She elf, you are worthy of nothing. Heavy hands ground her into the floor as blood from his attack seeped into jagged edges of the flagstone beneath her. Nolan quit struggling as her senses drifted into numbness. 
the fallen one, once a glorious lord of Ilmatar, found himself losing to his inborn dragon instincts. Fighting for control, he tried to remember a higher calling, the true purpose of this new body. Distracted by the smell of fresh blood, the dragon's long tongue reached down and licked what had pooled on the elf's back. Smearing the warmth of it into his face, he reveled in the taste of his first victim. The dragon's bloodlust climbed to ecstasy as he roared with a guttural sound that echoed down into the cavernous chambers beyond. It is not worthy of this. The beast snarled at the silent elf beneath him. The monster pulled himself off of her. Curiously, he found his hand still clutching the she-elf in its grip. Nolan hung ragged and dazed, blood dripping from what was left of torn clothes. Not caring whether it was dead or not, he tossed her into the blackened hole of the well, discarding her with the others. Nolan silently fell for what seemed like an eternity into darkness. Six minutes. That's all it took to tear down all the lives of everyone we care about in Tales of Eldalorn. Carly Bon, you have outdone yourself. George would be proud. But hey, that's not the end of the story. There is a lot more to be told. So push the follow button or hit subscribe and you can hear what happens next week on Tales of Eldalorn. See you then. Bye-bye. Oh.